You want to start this thing up? Well, I think we've already started. No, man, because if they hear your voice for acts, you right. They they might just tune out. They might be like, next episode. <laughs> it happens. It does happen. I mean, it's 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 like why, why are you so emotional, Ock? It's, oh, ho, ho. it's like she's growing a baby. You are growing a baby. Okay, hey, hold the microphone up to your stomach, will you? The baby's not <laughs> making any sounds right now. Still inside. What is that? <laughs> She having a nappy dog. <laughs> oh, what what do you think it sounds like? You heard it before, right? Right? How, what does it sound like when they when they got the microphone to the baby? Okay, actually, it does kind of. I oh, I have. It a, sounds uh, like that. Uh oh. Hey, uh, can you hold the microphone? Because we just got a new studio thanks to our Patreons. First of all, and you're yes. about to hear something you have never heard before ever, but you got to wait for it. Okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car and my parents. <laughs> with the car and my parents. <laughs> and now we're back. Now you get to hear. We're going to hold the microphone up to a belly button, kind of, and listen to this. Wow, she got a bunch of babies in there. No. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> they all laughing. Her babies is in there laughing. Hey, now let's take the same microphone. Oh, and hold boy. up the next stomach. It's we going to hear a bow. It's not going to be a good sound. That's why I tell you that much. You just hear, feed me, please. So what we're setting up today is, uh, what are we setting up? Bonus. Episode. Yeah, so this is kind of cool because what we've decided to do was we did an episode with our Enneagram coach, Miss Amy Wicks, Amy and we, Wicks. we did the episode. Producer was here. Producer mm -hmm. Andy was here. Uh, Akilah was here. We had a bunch of people in the studio. Tech guy Nick, who is my co-host, and mm -hmm. he is the most. Dude, I appreciate you, man. Oh, thank you. I really like you, appreciate being like here. You don't just add to the show. You you really help the show be what it is. I just want to say that. Thank you. I know we kind of go back and forth a little bit. Really back, 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 and then forth. Mm -hmm. But... um. I want you to know I appreciate you, man. On the real. Thank you. Yeah. So um think you're pretty dope. Thanks. Anyway, we were having a conversation. We did a podcast about really the Enneagram, how it works. Yeah. Uh, and we brought in some friends so we could help with any issue that they may have had. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was after the show was over. Yeah. We left everything rolling. We continued to record, not really on purpose. <laughs> and some kind of cool, deep conversations mm -hmm. happened with myself, mm -hmm. tech guy Nick, and then... And and Annie and we just decided to share this episode. What did you get from this episode? What did you feel like was cool about it? Like it, it wasn't even an episode. It was like no. an extra sode. Yeah, Ooh, extra sode. Extra sode. Yeah, it's like when you no. give your tithe, but then you do even more. It's yeah, like no, there was just some uh, uh, extra clarity because like I've I've made it known before that I've gone to like counseling and therapy and stuff like that too because mm -hmm. I've had some issues in life. And how does that make you feel? Exactly. <laughs> um, but so like there's just been things I've walked through. So like having some extra clarity and figuring out how I work as a human and knowing how my brain works mm -hmm. really. I, I take any and, any and every bit of extra clarity that I can to help figure me out. Any. I like that. Yes. Any extra a gram. Clarity. Yeah. But uh, but no. So like just since she's a coach, we're recently discovering like just chatting with my friends that came up in topic that like 
a lot of my closest friends are like, hey, here are the things, here are the qualities I see in you. This is what it looks like when you're in health and we know when you're in unhealth, but this is what you look like when you're healthy. Help me clarify what number on the Enneagram spectrum I was. Mm. Um, and so, so like, <clears throat> that's so, how we kind of discovered, like, that's how the conversation started. Cause like the, one of the first times that we, the first time that we had her on, she's like, what are you? I was like, I don't know what I am. Well, like, listen, but that's thing. where you were a little off at when she, when yeah. she, she looked at you when she said, what are you? Yeah. She was just curious because of the beard. Well, you know. She's like, what are you? And then you went, and you sound like Aquila's stomach, but not with the baby. No, the that was pretty good. I'm really good at sound wait, 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 which one is better? Close your eyes out. Close your eyes. <clears throat> All right, Nick, come on Or which one was better? Which one sound more like a baby? The first one. Yeah. <laughs> you sent that because he signed your yeah. check. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, hey, so both. what we're gonna do is we're gonna let you listen in as we had that extra conversation that was not mm. premeditated yep. with a with an Enneagram coach. Yeah. Check it. We gotta play that any game again. Maybe we'll do. Yeah, we're gonna play that again. Especially, mm -hmm. did you write down the new rules that she came up with too? Yeah. A new outline. That's great. I like that a lot. Um, Health and unhealth. So I've not discovered what I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What? Uh, what are you? One. You're a one. one? Yep. No, 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 no. You know the people one. who know me best oh. were putting yeah. it out very plainly. They were putting it out very plainly to me because an unhealth is where they saw it come oh. out. Oh. Yep. The, the unhealth. Four. Yep. The unhealth of the four, but when I'm also super healthy, flying over to the seven. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, so I'm kind of curious, what does the four look like for you? Because I work with women. Yeah. So I, I'm, I can see the four in women a little bit easier than yeah. I can in men. Hold on here. Let me. Ooh, yeah, you shouldn't be looking at men like that anyway. <laughs> four. I'm just going to. But if I want to help. Yeah, um, the very, essentially the self critic. Um, okay. So the inner critic. The inner critic that just drives you crazy. And yeah. um, tell me about that, Nick. Uh, so, really, we're going to do that with the chips? Um, <clears throat> no, the inner critic of just wanting excellence and wanting to do things the best possible way Yeah, um, that you can, okay. um, but also tend to have, um, I, I slip off to the wings of the nine and two quite a bit, uh, okay. just because I do like peace, but I also want to help everybody out. But the un the unhealth of um, going super self-detrimental. Um, yeah, yeah, I see that a lot. Is that that's, that's where the inner critic comes in. Um, okay. I'd also done, um, let's see if I can pull this up. Um, no, 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 that's not it. Um, is this supposed to be your inside thoughts? No, I'm trying to find, there's this, uh, there's this thing I did when I was going through counseling a while ago. Um, just, I'm trying to find where it is. So Amy, I'm kind of oh. curious to know how it looks to work with Michael with you both being ones. Yeah. Um, obviously there's a, a good chemistry where you can riff and, and go to that self-defacing yeah you know, place almost yeah. mm -hmm. where you're saying what everyone's thinking yeah. um, and you're able to laugh at it. But does that, does that feel challenging sometimes though? Because if you know, he's could be critical and you yeah. could be critical. Um, Ooh, it can yeah. be to, to a point you have you, to you know, you know, I can hear you. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm still here. I'm just playing. <laughs> I do help leadership teams with this sort of thing. Because, you know, I think, I think it's apparent know. that I stand up by what I say. Um, I was like, I, yes. I, I stand by what I say, regardless of like good, bad, or indifferent. Um, that's what I do. Um, yeah. 
wait, is this the one? Yes. Cool. Sorry. Um, so I did this thing called temperaments a while ago when I was going through counseling. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So the temperaments. Yeah. What is temperaments? Um, you want to break that down for me? Oh, I don't. I'm not fully studied yeah, in it, but it's definitely a, a better understanding of how you like yeah. engage in conflict and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, you have basic areas. Um, like how you show compel, like how you like your area of control, your area of inclusion, your affection, all that other stuff. Um, so it just like breaks it down for you, kind of like a mind, will, and emotions. Um, mm -hmm. it's kind of how it breaks it down. Um, so with that, when I went through that, it was a, it was a, essentially a sanguine compulsive was was what I, what I came up with in an area of conclusion. My control would be a phlegmatic melancholy, and oh. uh, through affection would also be another consanguine compulsive. So. Essentially yeah. speaking, a giant kettle of crazy, but bringing that all through. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it all out. I would I freely admit to it. Like, honestly, these are tools that you can use to help know yourself and know your pitfalls this week and oh, staff yeah. against them. I'm going to use these tools yeah. for sure. You're probably yeah. going to broadcast yeah. them on, you know, the yeah. podcast, everybody. Yeah, we're recording. Right? But yeah, I figured we were. Um, but no, so when it comes to like working with Michael and stuff, you have to keep yourself in the mindset of this is for fun um, because yeah. you need to remember it's kind of like anytime the enemy attacks you, you have to go back to scripture, remember what God says about you. Because the first thing is the enemy's first and primary tactic was, did God really say that? So let's find yeah. out what Amy has to say about this. Yeah. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts, Amy, about what he's saying? As far as working four. with you? No, yeah. being a four. And yeah, and even working with me. I mean, being, having that wing four, because I see the four more in him than I do the one mm -hmm. sometimes. Oh, Interesting. Well, the four would withdraw more than assert themselves as a one would. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and they also would, their self-effacing becomes truth instead of what is right. And um, and then, you know, kind of if they've, not kind of, but when failure arises and they're not able to do anything about it, that's when the four can show up of like, I'm no good. I can't mm -hmm. do this. Mm -hmm. What am I doing anyway? I'm going to just quit. The all or nothing comes yep. to play, which is not usually a good way to operate all the time no um so wow. with the going back to the temperaments of it being the sanguine compulsive the, what it means is on the sanguine side of things it means that everything's the extremes so yes like everything's either incredibly amazing it's the best thing that's ever happened on the face of the planet or like we're all going to die and it's going to happen in about 30, 30 seconds so <laughs> let's pick a hill to watch the world burn on um so wow. for someone like me balance is very important unfortunately the compulsion side is not super fun because for someone like me um, we want to be in control of everything. We want to make sure that things are lined up and that they're taken yeah. care of and we're executing it as highly as we can. So something like a compulsion that gets in the way of that because it's something you cannot control because it is a compulsion will mm -hmm. drive you up a wall. So things yeah. like balance yeah. and keeping mindset and uh, focusing are really, really important for someone like me. Okay. Yeah. The the reality is is getting through with the truth that there is no such thing as balance yeah. as that Ooh. ideal that you're looking to strive mm -hmm. for and attain it, it's not it's an illusion and so instead and you operate in a way of knowing like that is life there is the highs there's the lows yep. and and in the low don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. in the high yeah. just you know soar on the wings of anticipation it's yep. always worth it in the end yeah yeah and even keep creating a trigger when you know you're looking focusing on the lows create some sort of trigger that causes you to say hey wait let me look at some highs for a while yep Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the for a one in particular, it's surrounding yourself with people who will speak truth mm -hmm. and who will call yes. you out. And as uncomfortable as that is, I get a lot of ones. And I've just found that time and time again, it's having those specific people structured in your life where, you know, they'll go after you when you withdraw and pull away because they know they're in a low spot. They need to hear truth and encouragement. Um, yeah. And just those mm -hmm. people that you can call, even when you don't feel like calling them, that yeah. they might call you. 
Yeah. That is great. That is some good stuff yep, yep. right there. That is dope. Wow. Yeah, so it's a lot for me. For someone like me, it's a lot of focus I need to, to work on. Or, or or focusing on the right thing versus yeah. just focusing on whatever happens. Yeah, shifting focus mostly. Yeah, because right. if, if you focus long enough on the, on something wrong, mm-hmm. like it'll get bad really fast. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah, focusing on what you can't control and instead focusing yeah. on the things that you can learn to adapt to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious, I'm curious to know, Michael, how do you see yourself in that? Because I, I know last time we talked about it, you didn't feel the four resonated with you. Oh, as far as the wing part? No, as far as the stress and of and all that. Oh, I'm, a, that I'm a, oh, yeah, I don't, maybe I'm just completely ignorant to it, but I don't feel like, actually, I don't know that much about the Enneagram. So I, me being a one, <laughs> uh, when I read it, everything sounded legit, but uh-huh. I don't remember. What are some of the traits of the one again? I mean, is one, is one of them that you don't stay focused on stuff and remember it? Because I don't No, actually, that's not, um is because the the one does stay focused fairly well yeah i do um they they tend to know the right way to do things yes that's right and and so the inner critic also is a marker for the one uh one of the subtypes of the ones doesn't hear the inner critic as well they hear the critic more about the surroundings and other people um but that's that's a constant battle. That, that the would one... probably be me. I would probably notice the stuff about other people because I'm constantly looking for ways to help other people make their life better, which is why we got okay. this podcast even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's your drive. That's your motivating factor mm-hmm. behind it. Absolutely. Even if it's at the risk of maybe not taking care of me. No, I kind of take care of myself. I don't. I, I'm super, super self-aware. Of what I'm thinking about, but maybe not super self-aware of what uh, is actually going on or what I might be going through. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. I, I think I'm self-aware anyway. Some Everybody yeah. thinks they are to some degree. Yeah, I'd be kind of <laughs> curious. You should ask your wife what it looks like, what your behavior looks like when you're stressed, what she observes. Um, because like the, topic. The, other, the other just curiosity I would have is, does the one show up more when you're stressed? And mm-hmm. is the inner is the inner critic more there when things, when you're feeling pressure, when things are uncomfortable for you, when change happens, is that, is that like a, you know, as opposed to the constant as a, as Nick would experience? Yeah. I don't, it's weird. Cause I don't, I never or rarely feel an inner critic. Like I'm not, I don't really get hard on myself. I kind of shake things off. Like I'm like, uh-huh. that, didn't, that didn't work out. Okay. Now what? Like I just moved to whatever, the next thing is, or I get excited uh-huh. about the growth that can take place as a result of what, mm-hmm. how I didn't do something right. I always look okay. like, okay, what can I learn from this? What, or how could I help somebody else even in this time of, uh, like I didn't get it right. That wasn't good. Oh, so for example, a lot of the content that I create on stage, I'll create it and we'll have a plan and everything's supposed to go a certain way. And then if someone misses a cue, I'm, I never really tripped that they didn't make, get the cue right because there's something great. Nick, you probably know, for example, that whole thing we do when we do an ultra call, yeah. that stuff came from a keyboard guy not being out there on time. Yeah. And oh. now we created something even better as a result of it. So even when things mess up, I can see a better way. I'll be like, oh. And I think it's because of funny. Funny has a way of allowing you to have make some mistakes and it still sure. look amazing. So I, yeah. And one of the things I've learned is this is a big one for me. This was huge. 
I used to try to be more controlling in a significant way, but I had this revelation where I realized the reason I'm controlling is because when I'm on stage, there could be 4,000 people in the room and I can be doing a joke and I'm making the entire audience move in one direction and think the same. I'm making 4,000 people think the same way at the same time. And then I flip it in a way that creates a revelation that causes them to laugh. That is mm -hmm. control and that is power. But I feel like what mm -hmm. God was showing me is I was trying to do that off stage as well. Meaning if, if like, I don't know what the scenario needs to be. I know how to move the entire room. The problem is, is there's other people on the stage with me when it's, when it's real life. And if they didn't do everything the same way, because I can see the results, I know how to move the room. I know we're going to laugh. I know it's going to be awesome. Or I know we're going to be moved or we're, oh, we're going to get this thing done. But there's other people there with me. And if I can't control them, then I won't, I can't control the outcome. And I, and I think what God was showing me was this isn't the stage. You need to let the outcome be what it is and drop your shoulders. So now mm -hmm. I'm way more relaxed. Like I, I get it now. I, I understand the difference between the two, even though I can get the results on stage, but at home and with my family and my loved ones, I need to be okay with the results that are, and then just help people get to whatever that better place is for them. That's really helped me a lot. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, okay. So I'm, I'm kind of curious mm -hmm. because I, mm -hmm. I just want to poke at this a little bit more if I'm allowed. Ooh, yeah. Um, the childhood messages are really experiences of the experience we had as a kid and the messages we heard or we thought we heard, we didn't necessarily hear them verbatim, but that's how we interpreted events. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. for the one they heard, it's not okay to make mistakes. Mm. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Both of you. Yeah. Okay. If I made a mistake, I was going to get a, a, a whooping, a spanking, a, mm -hmm. well, not a spanking. My parents didn't spank. They whooped. No, I got whooped. Yeah. And spanked. <laughs> spanked by my mom, whooped by my dad. And then eventually they figured out time out. Isolation works best on me. Time out? You had time out? That, that drove me crazy. Man, we couldn't even afford timeouts. Yeah. The so question good. is, did you get the belt? I did. Yeah. I knew how fast yeah. it took for my dad's belt to clear belt loops. It didn't matter how <laughs> fast I run, he's still going to get it was me. It was, my dad would, would whoop us and he would make me do some work. Like I had to sweep the alley one time. It's a gravel Ooh. alley. How do you sweep a gravel alley? How do you sweep alley? that? Exactly. <laughs> my dad was like, I don't know. You're going to figure it out. And I'm sweeping the alley. It took me like a month to sweep the alley. People looking at me like, this kid is crazy. <laughs> it's gravel. Yes, but you're right. I had to get it. I had to get it right for sure. And it was really mm -hmm. me trying to please my dad. But now grown, as a grown man, I have to. My dad was like, my dad loves me. Like I was working. And even now I can see that showing up even with my relationship with God where I would work really hard thinking I had to please him. But then I realized, oh, snap, I don't mm -hmm. have to do this. Let me sit myself down. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I mean, just how you stay and as genuine, authentic as you are, you've done the work and the Lord has really transformed that adapted self to be authentic in a way that mm. is is pretty awesome and it's a, just a great example to be like oh yeah you don't have to live in that inner critic or that drive to perfection so yeah not even a little cool. bit in fact if if the if my if my downsides show up I get excited about it because two reasons I can find funny there if I'm on stage and and or I can teach from it. So I'm learning yeah. from it. I'm teaching from it. And there's funny there. Like that is gold to me. Yeah, like, that that's, is... that's a superpower of the seven, which obviously shows that that's the growth that you're experiencing, that you can reframe those circumstances instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, how can I recover from this? You, you just do because you see that it's possible. 
That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I can see the path like immediately, even though I don't mean I take it. Plus, my wife is so awesome, and I got access to people like doggone Amy Wicks. This is so dope. <laughs> this is really I love good. it. We really, oh, yeah. Uh huh. This is something totally off topic, but okay. I thought it was kind of funny. So one of my favorite things, you came to Olathe, Kansas years ago, like, uh -huh. I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or something, uh -huh. but you, you did your whole routine. Is it called routine joke? What do you call uh, it? Masterpiece is what I think. Oh, masterpiece. <laughs> there you go. Masterpiece. About the dog names. Oh. Can, can I tell you how funny that is? But I, what I want to know mm -hmm. is what does it mean about us if we name our dogs tree names is that like our native tree? american heritage heritage tree names tree names like sequoia and maple isn't that just their favorite tree to pee on <laughs> <laughs> that is hysterical wow i've never sequoia not but can sequoia also be oh here's a question do you feel like a tree is a person uh no Ooh, so for, for those... my husband cuts them down for a living so oh. There's that. So, so Spencer cutting down trees? Wow. Yeah, he's an arborist. Uh, so he wears wait, protective glasses, he, but not gang? glasses. He's in a gang? What is it? I don't know what an arborist is. Oh, they uh, they trim trees. Like... Well, oh. not quite that dangerous, but close. Do they have trees? Because I was going to say, if, it's, if he's a lumberjack, his name's got to be like Paul, and he probably has an <laughs> ox friend or two. He wears a lot of plaid. He does, More than likely. Some overalls. <laughs> probably has a beard. Uh, he wears a mind. uniform, bright orange shirt. You know, oh, bright yeah. orange uniform, dirty. He ain't yeah. no arborist. Wait a minute. A orange uniform. He in the woods. That brother is. He he escaped from prison. That's what he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he escaped. Just, he escaped from prison. Does he make? Uh, does he only wear slip-on shoes, no laces? Hey, so for for those who don't know, in case we actually use this part, this is a great conversation. I'm glad we're recording it. Um, I'm going to uh, the joke she's talking about about the dog names. We're just gonna go ahead and insert that right here, so you can hear the joke. Boom. That's it. So it's all about, it's, it's about how people, yeah, Andy, you caught that right. Okay. It's really about how people, uh, it seems like my white friends, not all white people, give their dogs human names. Black people, not so much. So that's the joke she's referring to. And just so you guys are on the same page, but you're a hundred percent, I never knew that you guys named them after trees. My wife came up with a great observation recently about the dog name joke is, uh, we went, we went, we were driving somewhere and she saw a dog resort. She was a like, dog Why? resort? Yeah, Are you so, kidding mm -hmm. me? Yeah, so when you go on vacation, mm -hmm. you leave your dog at the resort. Uh, and yep. then and then you go you go on your vacation and come back and pick the dog back up. It's a resort. There's one near my house. Oh Listen, man. It's, it's, I can't afford a vacation, much less well, a right, resort that's what I'm saying. For my a dog. resort for your dog. <laughs> mm -hmm. But here's my thought process. And Amy, you may like I feel like if you give your dog a human name, you would send him to a resort. Oh yeah. But if you name him after a tree, you're probably just gonna tie him to itself, right? <laughs> <laughs> And, and, yeah, or hope find someone to, right. that you like, can I just trust. Work it out. But I realize I think it has something to do with once you name your dog, they become more like a person. Yes. And if you give your yeah. dog a tree, it's a little less. And if you name your dog like Gidget, Gidget or Ty or something, mm -hmm. it's more of an item. Yep. Mm -hmm. I actually believe it. You Psycho feel like yeah, because it's, it's a psychological tie. Exactly. It's more. Yeah. It's more of an item. But here's what's here's what's deep because I've been doing a lot of study about the brain. When when people who have road rage are really upset and they're mad, they're not looking at the people, they're looking at the vehicles. Mm -hmm. And they're oh. looking at them like they're obstacles versus uh, actual human beings. And here's tr here, here here's how you know That's this is true. That's the truth. It's because anytime you try to merge into traffic, and it's a lot of traffic, and nobody will let you in because everybody's trying to get somewhere, 
Who is the person who always lets you in? The um, one who always... The, oh, go ahead. The junker? <laughs> no, it, it, he may not let you in, but as soon as you make eye contact with somebody, they always let you in. Mm-hmm. Always. Because what happened in that moment is they went from... You went from a vehicle to a person as soon as you make eye contact. In fact, if somebody makes eye contact mm-hmm. with you, you always let them in. I mean, am I correct? It's true. Well, you, maybe uh, that's why people refuse to look at you. Exactly. So more times they don't even look at you because they 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 instinctively know, nope, this is just a car. It's just in my way. It's a nope, nope, it's a car, it's a car, it's a car. As opposed to looking as soon as they make eye contact, boom, they'll let you in every single time. So it's really about seeing people as people. Otherwise, Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll look at them as an item or an obstacle. Yeah, you're objectifying them. Objectifying them. Yep. I don't know what that so means. So maybe we should put bumper stickers that say really pretty people driving or, you know, Ooh, family man behind right. the wheel or Yeah, <laughs> some something sort of to let them know it's a person. Or, yeah. well, people who have bumper stickers, nobody really. Yeah, the only way you can read that is if you're like tailgating them. And then you come off as a jerk like, why are you tailgating me? Well, you put a bumper sticker <laughs> okay, on. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read your sticker. So maybe just write it all over the back. I told, window or I told something. somebody what they, I told somebody, I said, what you should do under this circumstance is uh, instead of looking at the cars as if they're in your way and they're just, instead of just calling them traffic, name the car, name the person in the car. You don't know their name, oh, but, if you, yeah. but if you actually refer to that person as Steve or Melissa, and Melissa's pregnant, she's trying to get to the hospital. You completely understand why she made that move in front of you versus that doggone car that person that thing look at this jerk that's what they say most of the time they, they give them some sort of title so they're not even human so then they'll mm-hmm. feel okay justify mm-hmm. they're justifying themselves for how yeah. they responded versus if it's melissa on her way to the hospital jerk pants McCrappy just yeah. cut me off yeah exactly give them an actual title give yeah. them a position yeah or or give make them a person and you'll be amazed yeah. at what kind of changes Stephen, wow. who's running late to his interview and his family is depending on him boom it's, yep Changes I like that. everything. I it's like good. rewrite the story because the story you're writing about that person who cut you off is not serving you well at all. Yeah, Narvi, who can't seem to answer his question consistently. <laughs> Narvi, I want to know we're gonna eat. That's all I ask, Narvi. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, anyway. Anyway, this this might be like some bonus bonus episode. Yeah, be kind of dope. You're awesome, Patreon. Amy. You're a Patreon completely... content. Yeah, Patreon content. Patreon Ooh. only behind the enneagram. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I... I have been a producer on my own show for four years, so maybe you know. Ooh. I've learned a little something. Yeah, <laughs> that's dope. Wait, are you do you have a Patreon page? I don't. I uh, yeah, I just don't have time. But I'd love to someday. Time. Mm-hmm. So, don't cast me. Patreons are awesome. They really help out a lot. Hey, this off the cuff moment I'm gonna go off the cuff on is actually what I I, I did something spontaneous where I looked Nick in his eye because we're sitting across from each other. But we're gonna fix that because this is weird. Yeah. Like it would be weird in a restaurant if we were. Eye to eye is cool for two dudes, but if we're in a booth and we're next to each other, yeah, a little weird. It's a little weird. A little weird. Anyways, so I want to go off the off the cuff moment. I want to go off the cuff on is at the beginning. I had a sense that I should say something. I felt something about Nick in a really good way, but instead of just pushing it down, I decided to let this brother know how I really feel about him, how much I really care about him, and appreciate what he brings to this to this show we get to do together and the atmosphere on a regular basis. So instead of just pushing to the side or saying, hey, I'll do it later, I just made a choice to do it right there in the moment. And everything I said is completely true. I really feel that way about you, Nick. What about you? Has there been some times recently where you felt like you should have said or did something nice for somebody, but you just pushed it down, figure, oh, they already know it. Or maybe you figured, well, I don't necessarily, you know, I don't, I don't want to do it now. Maybe I'll wait. Listen, here's what I want to say to you. Don't wait. 
do it right now like like do it right now like now as soon as this podcast is over or pause it right now call that person send a text shoot the email write the letter you have no idea how much they really need to hear from you right now the fact that you felt that in your heart means it needs to be displayed right now so do it you, you'll be amazed at what effect you could have appreciate you we love you it is funny how life works Hey guys, don't forget to leave a review. What, what happened really to your voice? Important. <laughs> what happened? It kind of like <laughs> a couple actors. Hey guys, listen, don't don't forget, don't don't forget. You can't even tell who this is. Right I did not know we had the budget for Eddie Murphy from Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fall for a banana in a tailpipe. I'm not going to fall for an open animal tailpipe trick. I've never seen that movie. You've never, never seen what? what? It's like a classic. You've never seen Beverly Hills Cop? Mm-mm. Oh it's my goodness. That is one of the best movies. <laughs> Axel Foley? Axel Foley. You don't know who Axel Foley is? Nope. Listen, when you go home and you're going to leave because she's about to go on pregnant. Yeah. Leave. On pregnant leave? Yeah. I'm pregnant. Maternity, Maternity leave. leave. Maternity leave. There's, there's, there's two movies you got to watch. Well, first, you got to watch Selfie Dad again. Just yeah. because. <laughs> so, if for those who don't know. You got to buy it again. <laughs> for those who don't know, like Selfie Dad, this movie I starred in, right? If you haven't seen it, you really should. It's, it's a um, it's movie. And then. um. Number two movie, you got to watch Axel Foley. Number three, remember, uh, 24-Hour Love. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it yet? No. You tripping? You got to watch it. I do. I keep forgetting. Not because it's great, by the way, because it is doggone. Well, no, I just want you to watch it. Okay. So, with that being said, what are we doing? We have our, <clears throat> excuse me, we have our call to action that we're telling everybody to do something right now. Oh, yeah. We want them to take action. Yes, we do. That's, hey, join us on Patreon if you want to. That's an action. That is a great action. That's a really good action. Because. Miss, miss Action, if you're nasty. Remember that? That's what Janet Jackson used to say. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Said, she said, Miss, okay, go. Cool. I just said, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm for real. You got to weave. <laughs> okay. You guys can become an opener. Opener. On Patreon. Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Michael Jr. And you get access to behind the scene photos, unreleased content. Footage and content. You get a bunch of cool stuff as an yeah. opener, as a Patreon opener with Michael Jr. So we're going to just, we're going to get access. Maybe shout you out on the show, yo. Boom. Mm-hmm. And. We're going to give you a name your price CD. You name your price. You go to microjourney.com slash CD. Name your price. It could be free. No matter what you want it to be, it's yours. Do it. Mm -hmm. It's yours. It's yours. We love you. It's yours.